0: This week on Out Now with Aaron and Abe, we're talking death on the Nile.
1: Tickets, please. Tickets. Tickets to your doom. Wait a minute. I forgot my introduction.
0: We are now recording. and This is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron. As always, this is... Abe. Hello. How are you? That was exciting. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Out Now is a film podcast where Abe and I discuss new movies weekly, we dig into movies via mostly spoiler free review, the occasional commentary track or some other home movie topic, this is episode 485, 485, ripe for a mystery, exactly, and this week's mystery slash movie is Kenneth Branagh's Death on the Nile, and joining us to discuss such things, we have, from Wise Blue pulling up on a rowboat to be here with us today, it's Peter Paris.
2: hey, hey,
0: hey Peter, how are you doing, <laughs>
2: Well, good, happy, uh, happy Valentine's Day weekend, guys. Oh,
1: thanks, man. Slash Super Bowl Sunday, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah,
2: slash Super Bowl Sunday. Right.
1: Hashtag laces out. Yeah.
2: I do not. Uh, I don't know who's in. I don't know who's in the Super Bowl actually. It's the Cincinnati
1: it's, Bengals it's versus a, it, the LA Rams. Yeah, it's a, it's a home. Are team. you guys rooting for anybody? Well, you know, the California. You got you know, the Bengals. <laughs> room for the Bengals. also yeah it's uh, it's it's in Los Angeles so don't go outside today Peter are you just mad that the 49ers lost yes <laughs> come on man.
2: Uh, no I wait what do you mean don't go outside it's in Los Angeles it's uh, it's, it's
1: uh, traffic it's at, that's yeah why. it's at, it's at Sophie Stadium over that's, in, in uh, uh... that's by you oh is it <laughs> yeah, there you go there you go come well on. no
2: I uh, you know famously well I mean famously for my own life i am from Chicago and um. The Chicago Bears went know. to the Super Bowl in nineteen. 19- it's interesting. You're from Chicago I'm,
1: and you were for the Bears, and they won in 1985,
2: right? But actually, um, I went and saw I went and saw Troll because I'm not a I'm not a football person, Your and friend. I remember I I went to see that, and I remember I mean the movie was terrible, but I remember the streets of Chicago were empty. It was like nobody was out there. So it's interesting you're saying oh the traffic will be terrible because I'm like well
1: probably probably post game.
2: Yeah, that could be. Yeah, because I was like, in my experience, the shout, the town shuts down because everybody's at home. Yeah, that's all. I,
0: no, I know. I know it should be. I was like that for the NBA finals once, where I had to drive up to LA, and it was really easy because everybody was just watching. It was like the last nobody's, game. Was a, yeah, nobody's out. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. that's been the out now sports minute. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tune in next week, sports fans. We have
0: so much to cover. This was like not even part of it. <laughs> let's get to some show notes uh first up new commentary track uh it is february which means we have a new commentary track coming for the month and if you thought that the 2005 box office Slop sahara was going to be our next uh commentary track well you're in luck because that's exactly what we're going to be talking about this week uh we're going to be recording that very soon it's gonna be a lot of fun in honor of of course the upcoming adventure film uncharted uh next week's episode we'll be talking a previous adventure film and we'll see which one has more success overall at the box office in the months to come uh, but yeah, that's coming soon. What else? Um, iTunes ratings, of course, good to get those. Helps with the show, helps with people to find the show. If you want to log into iTunes, search right now for name. You can do just that thing, and you can find our show and give us a rating or review. Yeah, please do so. Uh, let's talk a bit about the Oscar nominations, which came out this week. Mm-hmm. A lot of movies, uh, a lot of movies we like, all got kind of Oscar nominations. <laughs> Uh, Power of the Dog leading the way with twelve nominations, and then you got like Dune with another ten nominations, and then you got another a couple other films with like seven nominations each. So there's, there's a lot of good stuff going around. But uh, Peter, any any reactions overall to the Oscars?
2: My only, I think my only major reaction is that it did not bother me at the time, but now f- it, it it might just be I keep seeing it on my feeds. Is that you know when Oscar nominations happen, there there's always the notion of who got snubbed and. I'm not a huge, that usually doesn't really matter to me. But for some reason, I've seen so many things about how annoyed people are that uh, Denis Villeneuve didn't get nominated not um, for Best Director for Dune. Uh, now I'm kind of annoyed too. <laughs> I mean, it's not the end of the world, but now I'm like, yeah, it does kind of bug me. Like, all, yeah. I mean, even if it's a lot of technical awards, I was like, well, how did he not get nominated? But I don't know. I mean, you know, whatever. But and uh, it was
1: his passion project. He'd been trying to make that movie since he was 13 yeah you know who, oh, hosts, yeah, you know who <laughs> else is a passion project the five people nominated for best director <laughs> <laughs> hey man i'm not complaining
2: but i i um i you who know, are I, you aaron the
1: hca police <laughs> uh, i traditionally up for try. everybody <laughs>
2: yeah uh traditionally i try to um i try to I, I i always hope that i have seen every movie that's nominated for best picture and if not in the next six weeks i try to uh watch everything so I, I but actually i've got quite a number of movies i think there's gonna be two best picture noms i haven't seen but like all or no maybe three but all in all i've got like maybe like 10 movies that i would like to check out uh before march
1: nice yeah So that's a good that's a good homework list
2: yeah exactly so
1: maybe any thoughts for me on all this uh i think there's been a lot of discussion around um other podcasts and other twitter threads around uh how this is seemingly a pretty like what we thought was going to happen with the oscars like with the movies that we thought were going to be awarded or i'm sorry nominated were were nominated um so nothing really i I think like some of the larger things that i would have on my mind are just more of okay cool so i guess that being the ricardios i might have to go watch that just for the performances um they were both nominated (laughs) and i was like I, i i wasn't expecting that um and then also uh um, I have to go and check out uh, a couple of other movies for top ten. Um, I'm sorry for the top for the best picture nominations. But I think the only other thing was just um, that best actress category. I'm that's the only category that I'm like mm, I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, how do you, you mean? I don't know. In that I, I, I don't think it's the strongest category. But I also am like I don't know who's gonna win uh, this this uh, this award here. So. It'd be interesting come our our selection time in a couple weeks when we do that. I mean, some of the films aside, like
0: it's a strong it was a strong list of actors going on. Like I, I mean, Fidelity Cruz for one thing, I think is doing some like, career best work, and people can't shut up about Kristen Stewart all year <laughs> about Spencer. <laughs> but uh, I mean, like on an overall sense, I agree with you as far as yeah, there is, if think a lack of surprise as far as the films like getting up there. Mm-hmm. Um you can give or take the best picture as far as we knew there were going to be 10. Um, So like it comes down to, you know, which one's not going to be there. And it seems like Nightmare Alley, Tick, Tick, Boom, being the Ricardos and House of Gucci were all for like the kind of like wild card slot at the end and Nightmare Alley uh, (laughs) jumped out on top. So good for them. Good for Uh, them. Yeah. I like the wide variety of best picture. Like, you know, people are complaining about Spider-Man. It's like, well, that was never going to happen, but I'm looking at this list and it's like, there's a musical, a blockbuster sci fi movie, a film noir, a Western, an ensemble comedy, a family comedy drama, a foreign film, a sports story, a period drama, a coming right. of age movie. Like, there's all, it's like everything is different from each other. Like, that's, mm-hmm. that should be encouraging to people, <laughs> let alone most of these are really like crowd pleasing films. So it's like, yeah, there's, there's just a lot of good stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I'm happy and thrilled for Summer of Soul getting a denomination. Yeah. I mean, I expected this because it's one of the most acclaimed. The documentary branch is weird. Sometimes things don't get in there. So. But uh, yeah, overall, like I, there's things that, you know, you'd like to see. But at the same time, it's like, oh, there's a lot of good movies here. I can't really deny that. So it's, mm-hmm. we'll have more to say about this when we get to our predictions concert. But I, I thought it'd just be nice to, you know, since they came out this week, make, make some kind of acknowledgement. Yeah. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for our prediction special that we normally do around the Oscar time in March, end of March. Um, all right, let's move on now. Let's get to so let's get to some bad. Now, quickies.
1: I was drinking some water. Trademark, <laughs> you got me. <laughs> Trademark, Abe. What have you yes. been watching recently? Well, I don't know if you guys know this, but this is this movie with Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes, uh, and it's Money called Funny Train. <No>. It's called White Man Can't uh, Jump. Uh, wi- wi- Wildcats. <laughs> <laughs> they they have been in four movies together. It's, <laughs> it's pretty wild. But uh, I, I rewatched White Man Can't Jump on a whim because uh, it was just on. I was like, you know what? Let me go check out some some of this nineties uh, 90s, these nineties 90s movies. Really good movie. Like super have you solid not seen script. It before? No, I've seen it before. I, I okay, <laughs> seen it before. all right. But I haven't seen it in a while. Solid, solid. Uh, Acting, too, from Woody and Wesley. Wesley is turning in like a great performance. But just the writing from the director. Mm-hmm. Ron Shelton. Really good. Like, just the banter going back and forth. And I wonder, we have to get Woody Harrelson on the on the show. Yes. I wonder just how much of, like, the ad-libbing he did when he was really fired up playing basketball. But, um, yeah, man, Woody Harrelson uh, can play basketball for sure. But it, that's that's one of the things I watched. So, that aside, I have also watched, these. this is more out now with Aaron and Abe TV. But I was watching Reacher on Amazon, yeah, and it's solid. Like it's good for for the content that it's producing and what it's trying to do. And I uh, I still am a fan of the Tom Cruise Jack Reacher the first one at least. The second one wasn't as good, but I still enjoyed that first one and Jack, and Tom Cruise' performance. And it's it's a good show. Like I I have to slow my pace because it gets very repetitive as to like what it does in every episode. Um, and how much of an ass kicking job he does in it, and then the other show that I wait, saw wait, wait, Mark, real quick because
0: yeah. I, I, I finished Reacher. Okay, like yes, that Tom that first Tom Cruise movie is really is great. Honestly, yeah. that second one is a dumpster fire. So like I was really happy <laughs> that this TV show it it was it would I was worried it would just be like see it's back, but now he's big, and it's more than that. I do think it satisfies a certain kind of like procedural itch. Certainly, just based on the writing and the casting. Like I I was a big fan of like Justified when that show was on with Timothy Mm -hmm. Oliphant. And that was like getting an Elmore Leonard movie every week, essentially. This isn't that this isn't that good, but it's still like it's hitting that same kind of mark where like it's just smart enough for what it's doing despite being like a cop action show, essentially. Right.
1: Yeah. And the procedural part you said is is a great way to to frame it. Um, obviously like Lee Child is like this British novelist who is writing about American things so it, it's very much like when you take it in that point of view and you take it in that light it's, it's actually kind of funny just the way that he's like this is how Americans are and I was like mm, yeah I guess <laughs> so the other thing that I've been watching was um, Peacemaker um, and that is like solid it's a pretty I really enjoy James Gunn's sensibilities um, whether that is like the extreme of needle drops or the extreme of blood and guts, and or just um, some banter back and forth, but I haven't finished. I haven't finished it. I'm kind of. This one is much more than Reacher in that. Oh yeah. I think if you watch <laughs> like. Rules. Yeah, yeah. But if you watch like two or three episodes, like if you're going to binge it, it's just a lot to binge. Um, so this one, I'm I'm kind of spacing out like one a week uh, after finishing the first two episodes. Yeah, I think Peacemakers pretty fantastic all around. Yeah, I think <laughs>
2: I I agree. I think Peacemaker is better. But I sort of see what he means in the sense that i binged. I, I watched the first four episodes of Reacher last week. I haven't finished it yet, but it's pretty easy to just put Reacher on. And yeah, like I don't I'm not saying in the background, like I'm not paying attention because I, I like it. But Peacemaker feels a little more like I really have to pay attention. I can't just like. Yeah, I mean, I like I like I like Peacemaker more, but um, but I, I am liking Reacher, like for all the reasons that you guys said. I, I think it's pretty entertaining.
0: Yeah. It, it, it finds that line as far as like it's not like entertaining shows aren't watchable, but like reaches a very like easy, blade back kind of watchable thing to put it on. It
1: feels like an airport novel come to life, yeah. because they, they have cliffhangers uh after like the first episode, and so it just gets into it. Um, and yeah, kind of just like the guy, like he's he's doing yeah, a good he's job. good. <laughs> he,
2: yeah, I like him too. I like him and uh the, the other two actors, the detectives, the yeah. yeah, yeah, like I, yeah, it's it's pretty entertaining like and and i think it it's funny because you mentioned his size which obviously you know Six famously five. tom Cru tom cruise was not that that um based that, on the books sure. based on the books that he's such a big dude but i have to say like they really use his not only the way they shoot him like he really does seem pretty immense but the situations of how a lot of times people somewhat underestimate him as a character because I think they just think he's a dumb lug uh <laughs> works pretty well like yeah, and that yeah. does work to the so- to the size of the guy you know sure
0: well peter what have you been watching
2: uh well i uh two things uh, the first thing i watched um last night like i said trying to catch up on the oscar movies uh my girlfriend and i were supposed to watch encanto uh i was over at her house for, um, for valentine's day but um, she could not find, out, she could not figure out her Disney Plus passcode, and I was like, "Oh, well." I'm like, I also wanted to watch, um, the Mitchells versus the Machines, mm-hmm. uh, so we watched that, and I thought it was great. I I really liked it. I I thought it was you hadn't seen it like, before. Yeah, I had not seen it before, oh. and it had the same kind of like, kind of, I mean this in a positive way, like seemingly slapdash animated style. Where it feels like everything but the kitchen sink, sort of like um, Spider-Man into into the Spider Verse, and so I was like, oh, the, the Miller, is it Miller and Lord? Is that their names? Well, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, they produced it, like they didn't direct it, right. but I was like, oh, okay, I could kind of see, like I sort of see that aesthetic, like like there, but um, I thought they, I, I I thought it. One of my <clears throat> one of the things that um I always think can get a little tiring about stories about technology is that um technology technology run amuck in stories is always very evil uh and everything you know and, and obviously you know mitchell's versus the machines is about you know robots and everything but i will say the story is that the story is like you know there's the dad who was danny mcbride who you know literally built a, a cabin in the forest or whatever so it's very naturey but mm-hmm. i will say i really it's gonna sound a little thing but i like that the voice of the of the evil basically like smartphone olivia of it, it's julia is it olivia coleman yeah um i kind of liked that the technology run amok is because of an is because of a very human yeah. emotional thing and i was like oh that's really <laughs> clever like how they did that like i really liked that
0: yeah, I mean, it was on both of our top ten lists. You're not going to hear us. His... <laughs> yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah, much less to say about Mitchell's versus the machines. It's great. He does his job.
2: Yeah, really great. It's, really it's um, fun. T- oh wait, um, who? Wait, can I ask you a question? Because the credits yeah. went, and I forgot who the heck was Conan O'Brien in it. I
1: think he just plays one of those robot guys. He's one right? of the robots. Yeah, yeah.
2: That he's like I was one like, of the two it, robots. Like, okay, because I thought his, I thought I saw his name show up in the credits in the end, and I was like, wait, who is? Is Maya Rudolph the mom? Yes and then she had a great
1: year for being a mom by the way yeah Luca, and it's broad, uh,
2: broad city is the daughter right um not Ab- uh, not lot the glazes yes yeah yeah terrific but anyways yes i i yeah made both of your top tens i thought it was really terrific like really strong oh and then uh aaron uh quickly uh, we could fight forever uh, i enjoyed <laughs> uh, i enjoyed marry me i i i i mean i only gave it like you know like a five i don't like think it's the best thing ever, out of five but, no, 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 no. Whoa, no, not a five out of five. No. Uh, although I will say I did notice that is it eber.com? Somebody gave mm-hmm. it like three and a half out of four. I was like, wow, I was like, all right, they really loved it. But I I enjoyed Marrying Me for what it is. I like Jennifer Lopez, I like Owen Wilson, I thought they had good chemistry. It the script's by no means great, neither is really the filmmaking, but you know, I'm, I know that sounds weird. Really, really selling me, Peter. I'm not, but I feel like rom-coms traditionally sure. work based off of the chemistry. Of your two leads, and if you like that, yeah. you can forgive a lot of other things. And so I was more forgiving than I think Aaron was. I'm not saying it's great, but I yeah, I, I enjoyed myself. For You're saying good, this, good, but I, good songs. I, oh, you know, actually, I did not. There's two songs she sings: the the title track "Marry Me," mm-hmm. I think it's "On My Way" is the other one. And actually, yes, I did enjoy those. I go. did think those were enjoyable songs. What you say, Aaron? Well, you're saying this, and it's like, I also gave it a five.
0: Like, I mean, it's not like there's not. Nothing- oh, I thought you were going to
2: give it a three.
0: I, didn't, like, no, so, okay. I was like, a three is like, I hated the movie. Like, I didn't hate the movie by any means. I feel like it's just more of like, you're more glass half full on this, and I'm more glass half empty on it, where it's like, everything you said, I agree with. And it's just, that's the stuff I emphasize. It's like, there's a, there are better versions of this kind of thing. And that's not me saying, like, it's impossible to like this because there's other movies that did it better but I do think, like, if we're going on a scale of rom-coms, like, there are better rom-coms. Like, yes, the ideally, it's that you like be, these people and you like seeing them together, and that's supposed to win you over. Sure, like, it does that job. Like, you know, you have movie stars playing people that like each other. You don't really get to that point without that, you know, without knowing that's going to work ahead of time. So right. it's like, I, I can only give that so much credit. It's like, well, yeah, you have two of the biggest stars in the world, like, pretending to be married to each other. Like, I'm sure in the working out of this movie, you probably made sure that that worked before you filmed the movie. But, I, but you know, as for everything else, yeah, I mean, it's not, like, inventively made from a filmmaking standpoint. It's very modern in the way that it's going to you know not have much of a half-life when you watch it you know years from now and be like what's tiktok like it's <laughs> 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 and like i i think the premise is so like ridiculous which again that's not necessarily a you know a way to throw you off completely a lot of rom-coms have ridiculous premises A lot but of I, rom- exactly but yeah. i do think the the opportunity to do something more with that is pretty much thrown by the wayside like i think something like my best friend's wedding that movie holds up because, for one thing, it is pretty screwball. Like, that could fit in any decade. uh Where this, it's like, it feels so specific to now. And given the history of rom coms, there's something, there, you know, you could try to subvert anything and it doesn't. Instead, it leads up to like this climax where Jennifer Lopez has basically like a Mad Lib style dialogue delivery of, I need to get to this place now to make it to this thing to see this guy. And it's like, how many movies have we seen this in before? It's just, there's in an airport no less i mean it's like
1: <laughs> that's where you should do
0: it I, and i but i i think if a, a better movie would find a way to make that feel clever instead it just feels like all right that's we're just there now i guess we well question
1: climb. for both of you uh, is this something that you would recommend for people to go see during valentine's day
2: yeah i mean i i, I mean, kind of felt like the it,
1: options I mean, like,
2: what's the other? I mean it's on death it's, of the Nile. <laughs> well right i mean i mean like it's it's I think if you're the person, if you're the kind of person predisposed to these kind of films, sure. these kind of rom-coms, mm-hmm. and it's on Peacock and everything, like, yeah, why
1: not? Oh, it's, it's I think,
2: simultaneously?
0: It's a simultaneous release, okay. which, if anything, if you're saying, I have the option to stream a romantic comedy at home, no, I'm not going to say stream this movie, when you can stream other romantic comedies mm-hmm. that are better. If you're, well, the machines. If, you're, if you're saying, I need to go to the theater and see a romantic movie. I'd have to look at the list of movies also also out there, but I'd also say, okay, fine, like it's there. Like I think you're not gonna have a terrible time. It's got and it's got what, like, support like, you know, comic roles from Moon Falls John Bradley <laughs> and um and Sarah Silverman coming in. Like, I mean, there's fun stuff and it's and you know, Owen Wilson's doing his little oh man, like it's it's fine.
1: Like <laughs> yeah. Got it. So uh be a romantic, watch something else,
2: Aaron Newworth. <laughs> Wait, so Aaron, would you did I'm assuming you thought not because I I brought it up in my review that um it's the, the high concept somewhat reminded me of Notting Hill. I brought it up uh, in my review too. Mm. <laughs> wow, you guys are on the same page. Because so did you, cause very, did you because it's very very
0: famous person mixed with average joe.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right, well exactly. Like yeah. Well, and yeah, and the guy has joe. an accent too well right. average joe played by a famous actor doing their their own aw shucks thing and i was like yeah so wait so aaron did you like notting hill
0: *Notting Hill's a better movie than marry me
2: okay that's that was what i was curious like hmm. um uh i would agree it's not my favorite richard
0: curtis movie but i mean it's still a, it's still a, a better he did not or he wrote it at least right
1: did, no *Notting hill did. was written by i thought it was like uh
2: Nora Ephron or something like that.
0: No, not, not, no,
2: no, 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 no. I don't think it's a, I thought it was a Richard Curtis. I don't know if he directed
0: I know he just, he just wrote it. It's Roger Mitchell, Richard, uh, Richard Curtis, because Richard Curtis was writing all of it. He wrote Four Weddings. He wrote, not uh, he wrote Bridge Jones. He wrote that, all that. He was the, yeah. he
2: was the Nora Ephron of, uh, yeah. of London. Of, yeah, there you go. That's
1: a Richard Curtis directed about time,
0: which is also, that's
1: a, er, oh, that, that one hurts my heart. Uh, well, work. there's only one way to end this, guys. That'll that's just saying... <laughs> From the moment I wake up. (laughs) Okay, so marry me. (laughs) Yeah, great, great extended discussion on marry me. Exactly. Did you watch a documentary this week?
2: I did. Um, I I finally another one. I also got to see. Sorry, uh, was uh, Summer of Soul. Oh, uh, which I, which I guess I think it's been on Hulu for a while, right? Since last summer. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) yeah. I'm terrible. I watched it on a whim. I I had heard how great it was. And it was like three in the morning or something like that. And I was like, well, let me see the opening. And you know, the openings was Stevie Wonder. And I was like, Oh, that's great. I can't believe he only 19 years old. And then I watched like the whole movie. <laughs> like and like I, started, you know, finished around five AM. Um, I thought it was great. And and I actually ended up the next day, I added I added the soundtrack, you know, on my iPhone. And so I've been listening to it while I've been driving. And then that then that brought me down the wormhole of like going down the stevie wonder essentials the fifth dimension essentials the slide and the family stone essentials and yeah i think i mean i think it's terrific and uh you're right like that would have been pretty cool if Questlove had gotten nominated for best director because like dune the uh, the undertaking of going through this footage that was done 50 years ago and not only putting to, not only putting it together in a fun cohesive way but also bringing all the context in of the civil rights era and all the people to interview. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a pretty monumental task. And it is so entertaining and, and, you know, and, and for, for something that must've been, it's just so hard to put together. Um, yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty amazing.
0: Oh, I'm glad you saw because it. it? Yeah, it's terrific. <laughs> <I can't complain. laughs> um, I've seen a few things this week. Uh, first up, um, I don't know if we're gonna do a, anything special on this, but uh, Soderbergh has a new movie out called Kimmy, yeah. Um, which uh is on HBO Max now, and I'll just say it's quite worthwhile. Um, really enjoying Soderbergh just knocking out direct to streaming movies right now and just being like, yeah, here you go. Um, because I felt like it. Um, let's see what else. I saw Liam Neeson's latest Blacklight. Uh, he <laughs> what, what is the premise of this? Well, Liam Neeson stars as Jonathan T. Blacklight. He plays a um, a uh, a shadowy, not 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 officially FBI agent who uh, takes care of things, not necessarily assassinations, but takes care of things uh-huh. for 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 a friend of his in the in the FBI. He finds himself in the middle of a conspiracy and goes from there to help solve it and rescue his family and other bullshit. Uh, this, movie's, this movie's awful. Hmm. Uh, it's probably the worst one since taken three as far as liam neeson um, has a particular set of skills movies Mm -hmm. um it's just it's really tired Uh, there's nothing exciting about the filmmaking there's nothing exciting about the plot happening neeson doesn't really do much beyond you know look and posing and walk around hurriedly until the end when he finally like gets into some action in the meantime you have i mean like, he's like 70 years old right he's 69 so <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's not a whole lot of running he can do these days and the, i mean he, he, he runs he moves, he moves his feet <laughs> um but in the, like you have another character who's like this like um possibly a whistleblower and like he's the one doing a lot of the action for the most of the movie because <laughs> it's like well we can't just have neeson gunning people down every day <laughs> oh the other thing because these movies all need a hook he has ocd
1: what? so is he like cleaning his gun over and over and over again kind of thing? well at the beginning
0: he's like driving uh because this movie is a very big dodge charger commercial also he's driving his Dodge charger very fast and very loud um and you see him check his mirrors then he checks his mirrors multiple times like oh that was weird that the camera <laughs> held on to this and then you're like oh then he gets home and he like does the locks multiple times and he like puts his everything's symmetrical in his house it's like oh okay i see what you're. they
1: doing did here. this with uh ben affleck too it was called the accountant
0: the accountant yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So <laughs> which was bad. a little bit better actually a l- little bit better yeah that's a, that's a good way to put it uh and then he eventually describes it as like yeah i have a just a way of thinking about things and this like report he's talking he's like oh yeah like ocd oh see something he doesn't say that exactly that- but i mean he, <laughs> <laughs> but, he's, but he's that, like, I he see essentially i would have
1: been like i would have just seen it for that <laughs> line alone <laughs> He, said, he says something all
0: those lines. but no, this movie's uh, no bad. Good, uh, it's hmm. it's a uh, it's, it's 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 not a it's not a good thing. Not even fun, yeah. It's not even fun. No, it's very boring. It's yeah. like it's almost two hours. It's from the same director that did Honest Thief, and he also produced The Marksman. These were the last couple of Liam Neeson movies, and <laughs> it's all a a big bag of mediocre. Honest Thief had something. I mean, it's not good, but it at least had like a pulse. This is Got just it. like, Ugh, no, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right. Um, so yeah that's Black so don't Black. watch a walk among the Tombstones. got it walk among the two zones that's solid that one's good <laughs> <laughs> uh this that's
0: a scott frank um let's see i saw i want you back this is on prime now this is the other romantic comedy of the week with uh, charlie day and jenny slate oh okay. are, they're both people that got dumped and so and they meet each other randomly and they're like what if the two of us found the one that dumped us and befriended them to get them to break up with their current person so they can get back together with us that makes sense are your eyes are your eyes crossed (laughs) um, i mean this
1: sounds like marry me part two the
0: the thing here is like it's from the guy that did um, big time adolescence with pete davidson oh Uh, a movie i liked uh this movie similarly has like some moves as far as comedy goes where the the, the the comedic stuff I think generally works because it does try to subvert some things and it does have some lab mode there's actually a big sequence involving Pete Davidson in a cameo that's pretty funny the only issue I have is this there's such a farciful premise going on here I wish it leaned into that more like you have a scenario where people know each other but don't know that they know the other and that should be used for like a variety of you know, comedic set pieces where they're trying to like swap each other out or whatnot and try and you know not reveal that they know the other person while they know that like you know instead they just kind of hold all that back till the climax when everybody meets each other and it's like well you could have got a lot of fun out of like these just misses and stuff like that i think that would have benefited the film more that said i mean it's consistently you know amusing it has Scott Eastwood not being terrible, so that's something also. Wow! I mean, like, so uh, I mean it has that I can going. Just watch it for that. that. That's a half a star right there. Is, so, is it because
1: he's not saying anything?
0: No, it's because he and Charlie Day have good chemistry, yeah. I
1: guess. And so, what, we're, he, what you're telling me is Scott Eastwood should have been a comedic actor. He just—he's not. He doesn't seem
0: as bland in this okay. movie compared to like you know Paul Walker replacement character in <laughs> F8. So, so yeah. Um, yeah there we go that's uh set enough weeks trademark let's uh let's move on now let's get to our trailer talk and this week we're talking nope this is the new <laughs> horror events film from director writer jordan peele uh the trailer just premiered last night i was very excited about that uh it features daniel kaluuya returning with uh, Peele, kiki palmer and apparently stephen young um as a cowboy uh it's very vague as far as what the plot is but seems to involve some kind of arrival um and as well as um uh kaluuya and palmer as these um as a a black owned horse training crew, um things take place because of whatever is happening in the skies Uh, (laughs) peter uh, what are your thoughts on the trailer for
2: Nope? I thought it looked, I thought it looked beautifully shot and I'm very excited to see th- this particular cast, especially seeing Steven Yeun. Um, but I have to say, yes, all the stuff in the air, like there's something happening in the sky, gave, sort of gave me M. Night happening uh, vibe of like, you have this talented cast and they're all kind of looking up. And there's something abstract going on. And, you know, this is the first kind of almost like, you know, t- teaser type trailer thing. So we're not really getting into the plot. Um, so I, I, I mean, I loved Us even more than Get Out. And I love them both. So I'm very excited. Uh, and I absolutely trust Peel. Um, but the trailer, yeah, I was a little like, how many trailers have I seen of like, oh, there's just something crazy and foreboding coming and that's it. So I was like, okay. So it's weird. I, I don't know if I love the trailer, but my I have my confidence in the kill, filmmakers and cast that I'm still very interested. Mm-hmm.
0: I'll say I did love this trailer. I've watched it a few times now and I don't normally watch trailers multiple times these days unless they really get me. But I'll say if you want to talk about Shyamalan, I mean, Signs seems like the very obvious one to pick from as far as the marquee director and Aliens, which is what this essentially seems to be. Um, you're right about it looking great you got von Hoitama as a cinematographer here and um, it's, it has IMAX sequences apparently shot too all shot on mm-hmm. film so I, I'm very intrigued as far as the scope of this thing but if you want to show me like ominous things coming like I'm into it when you have the movie that looks <laughs> the way this one does so far and having Kaluuya back cool you know having a solid cast in general cool I'm into that I, I don't know where this is going. Obviously, no one really does. But I do like the idea that it seems to be incorporating both aliens and this idea of uh, black. Uh, once again, you know, people's B- adding race into the situation as he feels needed. Like having the idea of uh, tracing back black roots in Western culture. That's interesting to me also. So I'm curious how that's going to meld to make whatever this movie is going to be. But hey, Abe, about you?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty much on the same page with both of you guys. When I saw Daniel Kaluuya, I was like, oh, cool. He's in here again. This is great uh kiki palmer is doing kiki palmer but then there's just the 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 aspect of them being in the open range and just seeing a lot of like wide shots mm-hmm. I was like i'm down like i don't know what this is and i kind of you, you can kind of surmise some things from the rest of the trailer and and sort of like what they're looking at and obviously as people go flying and things uh appear in frame but just more of that i i'm curious to see just how well shot this movie is going to be. And you mentioned Hoyt- Van Hoytma. I didn't know that when I was watching the trailer. But now I'm just like, I, I, I would be down just to see, like, a really wide open horror movie, which you don't really see a lot of. Um, and yeah. that'd be uh, something that, you know, Peel has been known to kind of do, like, subvert our expectations of what a horror movie could be. So uh, I'd be curious to see what's going to happen. Yeah, there's a shot of Kaluuya on a horseback, like, outrunning some kind like of a, giant a shadow, shadow in the sky. Right. And it's like, yes, I need more but, of this But right beyond now. that, there's, like, the shot where he's just looking at the town with the lights on. And I was like, uh-huh. this is a really nice shot, like, for no real reason other than just being eerie because it's dark. But then also just, I have no idea what's happening here, but I'm scared because I can see everything. <laughs> so. I'll be curious if it, like, it seems like it's
0: heavily implying, let alone using some ing- imagery that you can see that it's like, yeah, you know, aliens. I'll be curious cool. if it's like, if that's not it. <laughs> it's like something else. Out there. Yeah, hands
1: across America part two.
0: That'd be, that'd be wild if that's what was going yeah. on. Um, but yeah, Nope arrives in theaters <laughs> July 22nd, 2022. Um, so this summer. Yeah, here it comes. Okay, let's move on now. Let's get to, our, let's get to it, guys. Let's get to our main review for Death on the Nile. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the newlyweds,
2: Mr. and Mrs. Simon Doyle. You must meet Hercule Poirot. My congratulations, madame. Merci. He's only the greatest detective alive. I suspect you invited me for reasons other than the fun. You had something to hide.
0: We have the Karnak all to ourselves
2: a chef and enough champagne to fill the Nile.
0: Should've hidden it, shouldn't you? When you have money, no one is ever really your friend. It's too late to change events. It's time to face the consequence. Someone is dead.
2: The crime Is murder.
0: The murderer
2: is one of you.
0: Okay, that should have been some of the trailer for Death on the Nile. 2017 gave us Murder on the Orient Express and an introduction to Kenneth Branagh's take on Hercule Poirot, the famed private detective created by Agatha Christie. Following several delays based around the pandemic and troubling issues surrounding some of the stars, the follow-up film Death on the Nile has finally arrived this time around, Poirot eventually finds himself investigating a murder that's taking place aboard a steamership during the extended wedding reception of a new couple portrayed by Gal Gadot and Armie Hammer. With another lineup of suspects that include stars Annette Bening, Russell Brand, Emma Mackey, Ali Fazal, Rose Leslie, Letitia Wright, Sophia Canato, and French and Saunders, Poirot once again has his work cut out for him. Peter, where were you with, uh, this update on Murder on the Orient Express, and what did you think of Death on the Nile?
2: You know, I I really liked uh, Murder on the Orient Express way more than I thought I was going to. I, I, I I'm not. I don't really know a lot about uh, Agatha Christie. You know, I know I know the name and brand well, but I don't really know the stories that well. So I don't know if I've ever seen a version of either of those movies. Um, but I, I I quite enjoyed um, uh, Murder on the Orient Express at the time, and I appreciated that. Um, Ken Brana shot it. I think he shot both these 70 millimeter, right? Is that correct? correct? Yeah, on film. And so I've always, I always like that, you know, like ever since seeing like Lawrence of Arabia on the big screen, I always really look forward to something that's shot in 70. And I would say Murder, sort of like Hateful Eight, are like those are movies shot on 70 that are actually a lot more indoors than you would think. When you think of 70, I tend to always think of like, you know, again, Lawrence, like, being in the and desert. Sweeping epics, yeah. yeah. Right, and so I thought the new one, um, even if some of it's a little too computer-generated, sort of, um, I appreciated that it's it's more expansive now in the newer one. He's, he's more using the, the that canvas, um, you know, more to its fullest mm-hmm. than he got to on Murder in the Orient Express. Um, but I really, I liked uh, Murder in the Orient Express, so I was really looking forward to the new one. So what do you think of this movie? I liked it. I i i really like the cast yes i know there's some background stuff about at least three of the cast members but (laughs) i thought they were all as far as their performances i thought everyone was was uh was quite strong um i think if i was gonna nitpick i would say there is a quick little opening that shows us uh puro's uh world war one apparently he was a soldier in world war one and it's in black and white, a la Belfast, and eh, it's okay. And it it sort of leads to the rest of the movie is sort of trying to give a little more, like I guess a little more depth to him as a character. So he's not just a mustachioed um, super sleuth. And I guess I don't mind him being in just a mustachioed super sleuth. So I'm not sure how much I needed like about the love of his life and all that kind of stuff that was okay um but the main thing which is you know having gal gadot you know i
0: i I hope that knives out has a whole prologue of daniel craig like in a donut store (laughs) yeah
2: Yeah, you're right because that is the that is to me the superior um version of this even though i do i do like this um, I'll let you guys uh, you know we can dive in I'll let you guys get your impressions in there uh, too. but no 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 overall I was I liked it and I was actually quite impressed with um, I think her name is is it Emma McKay? She's from sex education okay? She was really terrific. There's some moments here where she's doing a lot of nonverbal stuff where characters are talking to her and she's just bubbling with emotion. And I thought she did a really good job. I mean, I think everyone's good, but she was the one that I was like, oh man, I was like, I really, I was like, she's, I was like, yeah, really somebody to watch for, even though I I had already liked her uh, in Sex Education. Um, but yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. Hey, how about you? Where are you at with all this?
1: Well, with uh, Murder on the Orient Express, I think that it was a movie that we talked about. And we, I don't know. Maybe I had some higher hopes for it, but I thought that it was cinematically, like beautifully shot um and i thought that the the poor puro jokes uh Dickens were... exactly <laughs> those, those were delightful and kind of just seeing kenneth like uh chewing the scenery as as uh, inspector uh, puro was fantastic and then you know the story is the story but uh again beautifully shot with a with a, a, a blue hue um cuz it's much cooler as in the, in the winter time um and with death on the nile it's sort of similar like it is beautifully shot you could definitely see like where the money is going with the sets the costumes um like the uh what we call it, locations and the weirdest thing was just i think like some cg that i was very it wasn't that it was like super apparent but i was like wow you guys made everything look great except for like these uh-huh. three scenes where you could definitely just see like you're standing on a boat but that's definitely not the banks of a river behind you um and i don't know why like everything else looks great except for like these three things. So it's a weird thing. Um like as far as like the the story goes, um or as far as like the movie goes, to be honest, I was kind of bored by this movie. Like I was kind of just not really digging it as much as I dug Murder on the Orient Express. And that's not to say that I really dug more Murder on the Orient Express either. I think there's just a little bit more of a seriousness to Perot in this one that I did not not that I I didn't like it. I think it's just more that I was kind of expecting a little bit more of a whimsical character like we just mentioned, um, but this one is pretty self-serious. He's kind of going through a lot of things um, with this one. Obviously, Peter mentioned the prologue, and that is the theme of the entire movie of just love and how it can make you do things. Um, but I thought that there was just a, a weird like superficial superficiality to it not to say that the character is superficial, just more that you're not really given a whole lot to sort of inspect or detect or go through. And so it was kind of a bummer. It's very fascinating that you brought up Knives Out, Knives, Knives Out uh, 1 and 2. Um, and just that I thought about that movie as I was watching this too. And I and I basically thought it, that one was more of a romp to go through because I was actually trying to, they gave me clues. They were trying to help me find things and solve things. And in this one, it's, it basically is, Just laid out for you and if that is a an accurate adaptation of the of the text fantastic you know kudos to to um to the faithfulness but i think it really lacks a a care or an audience engagement like there were times where i I found myself and the rest of the audience uh, we had like a good time but it just didn't seem as though it was really something that i thought was um a very like engaging picture so like it was fine i guess so I'm at the other end.
0: Um, I not that I like super love this movie, but I do think it's quite enjoyable. I like this more than Orient Express. Orient Express I thought was well shot and there was a good cast there, but my issue was there was a lot of cast, a lot of cast. And Branagh was like, oh, audiences are going to need something, so let's throw in some action sequences. And so it just felt like there's too many people um, to deal with, just regardless of how accurate that is to the novel. And I couldn't like connect myself as much to that mystery even though like the mystery itself was intriguing and I want to know where it was going. Um, and it has one of the more famous endings when it comes to murder mysteries. I wasn't familiar with death and the Nile beyond the fact that it exists and it's, you know, basic setup. So I didn't know if there was a ending that was as, you know, flashy as murder sure. on the Orient express was. So like not knowing where this was going, that was something, but I mean, that goes here nor there. What I like about this movie what I like it, why I think it exceeds, or express one thing i just like how it looks more i think that sure. being on the nile presents a more dynamic point of view than just being in claustrophobic trains uh in the snow for two hours this movie you have sunsets sunrises day night you have all kinds of things to do with egypt and whatnot i agree with you that there are some shoddy instances as far as you know green screen backgrounds or what have you but it didn't entirely ruin the movie for mm-hmm, me mm-hmm. but the thing that i think got me was i liked this set of characters a lot more because I had less of them and I got to know them better uh, I can agree with you that the mystery element is a bit more straightforward like it's more about just confirming certain suspicions as mm-hmm. opposed to trying to you know piece it all together but I mean it's certainly giving you hints of what's where things are going but I did I mean so it's like whether or not I had the right people in mind person people whatever I I, I was you know i was less enthralled with like the that aspect of the film and more just focused on what am i getting out of these people and what i enjoyed about that or you know by comparison to murder on the york express that's a movie about revenge this movie is about love it is and you mm-hmm. know, as you pointed out and both with brana's character and with the you know pretty much everybody involved on this boat there's some thing going on involving the you know the nature of love and what that's doing to people and i i don't know that's just that was I was able to appreciate that more, I feel like, than I was in Orient Express. <laughs> and as far as Bron, like I his character in a whole is this kind of <laughs> it's a big character, but at the same time he takes himself seriously, but it's also pretty farcical as far as the nature of him. We can talk about this black and white prologue that's, you know, serious or what have you, but it also ends on a giant punchline about his mustache, which gets its own arc for the movie. <laughs> so, it's, which is, uh, yeah, it's true, which is ridiculous. And I laughed out loud at that prologue <laughs> because of how ridiculous it is. I mean, it's, I, what I like about both of these overall is that I do find them entertaining. I, I think Express is like, It worked, but it's not one I'm like, I need to keep watching it. This one I won't like keep watching it either. But I do think overall I I just had a better time with it. Um, and we can talk more about the actors and Mm -hmm. what have you. But no, I I had a good time with this movie, I think it is because I was just able to latch on to the character aspect more this year around.
1: I I think just one of the characters that I really liked is Book, uh, and for returns relationship, right? yeah. Yeah, he returns, but I see what you're saying with like you can cling on to. Or there's more to latch on to for Yeah, there's no Klingons
0: in this movie.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean only <laughs> Romulans. So um, put your faces on kill. Um so yes, I, I would agree with you that because there is like at least like six fewer characters, yeah. Than the one, <laughs> That's accurate, yeah. Then you're able to just kind of you know run through and it actually it gets very narrow because they, they all go away on like a private boat, on a private yacht, right? So you know, it's not as though it's like, oh, watch out for like that side guy in the background kind of thing.
0: Uh, yeah, I liked like having Tom Bateman's book back because for mm-hmm. one thing, he's just an enjoyable presence. But also like it gives it gives a bit more weight to things because it's not that I need like universe connections or whatnot on the level of these other franchises. But it like just having the kind of shared history. It's like, oh, that's fun. That's fun. That this character returned among others and they gave him new dimensions based because like Annette Benning plays his mother and Letitia Wright and him are lovers and whatnot like there's just stuff there that I just I enjoyed mm-hmm. um well, let's talk about this cast more I mean we talked about Kenneth Branagh a bit already but I do think he I do think he's very good at these like I do think he's putting in the work to make a character that feels well-rounded as far as like he's quirky and he has this lost sure. love thing they want to go for and he's
1: they're better characters and he does a better job than like a Russian mobster like in tenant or in uh Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit.
0: I mean Jack Ryan is awful. That tenant character <laughs> he's a, he's a, he's, I like him in He's a real bastard He's a, a hoot and I, and
1: I like it. <laughs> yeah. a lot yeah, He's I a hoot in but I'm saying like you know it, it gives you more rage as Poirot. Uh, sure. Because he's able to do high lows, and then the other one's just like low voice,
2: uh, Brana. What
0: were you saying, Peter?
2: No, I mean he's right. That's true. I, you know, I think of Brana as an actor and as a filmmaker, as a person who, who sometimes his it feels like his his stage kind of leanings um, are hard to hard to ignore, and um, which which I think can be fine, um, especially for movies like this because. Um, you know, there's a lot of it's not just him, but it almost feels like he's directing his actors to enjoy um, chewing the scenery. Oh, yeah. You know, but very, in a good way. Very arch movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, someone like Gal Gadot, who I've enjoyed like as as Diana and in her fast movies and stuff, she she gets to be a little more um, not eccentric, but I guess maybe just like. Um, a little more unhinged, just a tad, uh, which is kind of fun for her. It's like, oh, I don't really get to see her make that, those kind of choices, usually in a big, big Gal Gadot, you know, Wonder Woman movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think the rest of the cast, yes, they, they get to just be... The only one I would say doesn't really is Annette Bening. Um, she's, she's still doing really good work here. But I would say hers her character seems deliberately like supposed to be more the pragmatist and stuff so she doesn't quite get to do what like there's a scene with army hammer and i almost sort of laughed i mean and i'm not making fun of him but there is a scene where something happens and army hammer's character is very upset and we got a tight shot of him crying and it is it is so it's so big that it is sort of almost (laughs) comical you're like oh that's pretty (laughs) silly you know like uh but but i but i I like that in sure. this kind of venture. I like these kind of like pretty pretty big performances, right?
0: I think it, it's entirely fitting for the kind of movie this is. But even then, I think there are there are people that I do think shine. While you know, it, as far as how much layering they're trying to do, even in like this bigness, like you mentioned, like Emma Mackey's character, who yeah, like is probably on the like on the highlighted side because for one thing, there's just more to that character, but also mm-hmm. it. It's it's played in a certain way that I think like works well. I think the same goes for like uh, Sophie Okonedo, who uh, they, like she and Perot have a certain kind of chemistry. Right, and then there's all there's just like the way having her and like Letitia right around there's uh, there's something that's informing that as far as the time and place that these people are in, and the fact that they're very smart people. Uh, regardless of like what's going on around them, like there's just stuff there. Mm-hmm. You know what else is pretty good? Russell Brand is pretty good. Yeah, like, very
2: subdued. It, it's, exactly. And he's, that's, yeah, that's, but, that's like, he's kind of restrained. Gonna... Actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah, subdued.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that it, it's very again like we guys are saying, all these characters, the actors are are playing a, a a portrayal that is befitting of the movie, but also of the character that they're playing. So, you know, uh Russell Brand kind of just being like a weird professor doctor guy slash like duke or whatever it's like yeah i mean i'm glad that he's not like he didn't have any like weird cheesy lines because reno was like you know he's a funny guy let me give him like a few lines that are that are funny it's like no he's pretty he's playing it pretty straight
0: I think of a dour doctor with a big gray beard <laughs>
1: <laughs> and a sports coat um but I, I question yeah go ahead. I, I,
0: I also like that Kenneth Braun is like, I'm going to have Don French and Jennifer Saunders, these, this, this famous comedic duo, just kind of be in this movie. <laughs> like, I'm just having fun. <laughs> I'm just having right. cast in this thing.
2: Well, and also, I will say that, like, um, one I have heard some of the, a few critics, one criticism that has come up about this movie that um, I understand, but I actually think of it as a feature, not a bug, is that, uh, as I recall, in Murder and the Orient Express, the murder's pretty fast right like 15 minutes like it's pretty quick yeah it comes well happens early on too it comes early
0: on after johnny depp gives
2: a really good performance like <laughs> yeah yeah, that, yeah, like- yeah like um so this movie you know like you would you had said earlier like that was about revenge this is about love and if you're doing a story about love you really we really kind of have to dive into the passion that these characters have for one another I really didn't mind that It feels like half the movie yeah, is... Yeah. I don't know if if literally I'm right, but it feels like we spend half the movie just getting to know these characters. It's a And I really time. enjoyed yeah. all that.
0: I, I agree with you. I, I was enjoying the movie quite a bit before it got to the actual death on the Nile. And to the point where, because I didn't know the story... I didn't actually know who was going to die. I should have pieced this together and be like, oh man, that makes sense. Like, why wouldn't it be this person?
2: <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But well, I, you never
0: know. But I do but like I wasn't thinking about that when I was watching the movie and the fact that yes, it does take like a good like 45 minutes-ish and to the point where we get to like, okay, but now we need now there's a case we need to solve. I did like that there was a that's why I like this the character work here. There's a lot of time spent establishing who these people are beforehand, which I do think in turn does lessen the amount of tension as far as who could have possibly done this I think sure. you can solve this one even if you don't have the answer of how you can still be like you can narrow this down probably or Orient Express I think that's by design where it's like especially given what the ending is you have to like get you have to get that murder done so that you can spend the rest of the time trying to understand who these people are and then figure like that movie's trying to play tricks of you yeah, right. yeah.
1: That, that's a good way to put it I and mean, especially given who the murderer is in the first one
0: yeah yeah so yeah i agree with you peter like this one by taking all that time what it costs as far as mystery it gains as far as appreciation for the work being put in by these people the, mm-hmm. to like get you know have you understand you know who's with who and why and what they feel about that like there's a mm-hmm. lot there and it's like shot really well. like there's that whole nightclub sequence at the beginning that Feels yeah, very looks, out of right. It looks like, great, but it feels very out of step for like a 1930s nightclub. But, but regardless, it was like, well, it's shot really well,
1: <laughs> right?
0: This yeah. it's a little awkward with Army Hammer, but okay.
1: <laughs> I, I was uh I was kind of just waiting for broad as Dutch angles, and he doesn't really have any in this one. Uh, so, well he, you know it's funny The choices
0: like he's, there's a lot of like looking through glass and looking yeah yeah but, but and no dutch angles it. right it's not it, it's i not, don't know if there are any dutch it's not Engels. as dutch as yeah, yeah. Uh, as some of his other films yeah. but he definitely say,
2: does love the the glass work
1: yeah
2: i will say though that like um i know soderbergh just recently made that you know thing about superhero movies right not enough fucking or something like that right so <laughs> I'm, I'm paraphrasing but it's yeah, something yeah, yeah. Like that. and i will say this movie um there's not like big sex scenes but that opening at the club the dancing and stuff there is a lot of there's a lot of passion on display yeah. a lot of sexy passion and i like that Quite steamy I, I, yeah yeah white yeah very steamy and stuff and yes obviously the army hammer thing can be distracting but i mean but like the 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 off-camera shenanigans True. things but but in the moment, I was like, well, this is, a, this is like, it's a very steamy dance, you know, which I, I don't see a lot in movies anymore. So uh, I like that. I mean, it really just adds to, again,
1: like the theme of the movie, but also just how things are going to play out, too. So I was, I was down with the way that they shot that because, yeah, it was very sultry, steamy, you know. So. Great.
0: What'd you guys think of the, I mean, we talked a little bit about the um, effects work, what do you guys think of like the setting of this with the boat and using Egypt and what have you, or sound stages that
2: poses Egypt. I liked, I liked the, the, the little jaunt they do where the, 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 boat stops and they basically go into, um, I think we're in a pyramid or is it more just a tomb? Uh, there's like a tomb thing going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and then there's even like, you know, there's even a moment of two characters where, you know something. It may or may not be an accident of a of a huge stone almost sure. falls, which is very kind of like classic older movie type of thing. Very much, but so. it works yeah. pretty well. Like even though it's a little, it's a little CG and stuff. It's, it's like, like watching the purple rose of Cairo. Like, <laughs> but I, I yeah, I I really like the setting, and um, and I think that you know, especially for a mystery, I think that the the main crew, the the boat, the crew's cruise ship i don't know what we call it's a, it's a steamer. steamer it's a steamer yeah um we get to know the geography pretty well you know there's this once this once the the karnak is the name yes of the, the karnak yeah. once the murder happens there's a a there's a horizontalness like to it to going back and forth on the steamer that we sort of quickly understand the geography really well we're like oh, okay their cabins are here this is at the front, this is at the front or whatever, sure. you know, like that worked all. Yeah. I thought I was, I wasn't confused or anything. And, and I, you know, I, I, I also like there's some scenes where they sort of <clears throat> trap certain characters, you know, a little more claustrophobically, they kind of put them in in a certain room together. Mm-hmm. And then you want to see like, how's this going to play out because they can't really leave. Mm-hmm. And that worked really well. Um, yeah. I liked all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Peter, you mentioned that, um,
1: you know, the the spatial geography of it all. And Aaron, I guess to answer your question, just thinking about it now, yeah, it's a well-thought-out location for a murder Mystery because I guess that if you were to do it in present day, like, one of these cruise ships is like, monstrous, gigantic, but this one is very contained in that, yeah, you kind of know where all the, the sleeping quarters are, and there's only so many places you could go, so Um, i think that really helps out in just what you're trying to achieve with the movie yeah i mean it's i it's a
0: shame like this movie has like almost double the budget as orient express which kind of shocked me given what's (laughs) the number it's 90 million the first was like 40 ish yeah uh and it's like this movie costs more like i guess just because of it's because
1: they like it's not like they went to i mean they went to morocco but like I don't know. They had just... to get those. uh They had to get those uh, establishing shots of alligators eating, uh, you know, seagulls. I
0: guess a train is more contained, so you can just film one thing and whatever. Regardless, yeah. like it,
1: because it does look good. It's just like, ah, huh, I, I, it's annoying that there's like bad green screen stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like what you said earlier, that doesn't take me out of the movie, but it really is noticeable. You're like, wow, you know, that's for for everything that I've been seeing like Peter you mentioned how you were introduced to Perot and this black and white like wonder of 1917 fantastic and then all of a sudden you get to like uh the club scene and it looks great too and then there's like just a scene as they're like boarding this boat and you're just, like why does this look so off but it's, you
0: know. it's just weird because it's like it's 2022 Kenneth has made like over 10 movies like he knows how to do this stuff like right. I, I guess like if we could if, you know Get a get a damn matte painting or use do whatever the Mandalorian that's a great point yeah yeah do what yeah. the Mandalorian's doing and filming the volume or something like I, I don't know like why why it should be this like obvious to or me. they should have gone out to the LA River. that yeah 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 the famous yeah. LA River. exactly yeah. famous right yeah <laughs>
1: why would they call it River there's
0: no water there where this where the the water floods of gold and chocolate <laughs> <on occasion. laughs> that's not chocolate um, any. <laughs> Any other thoughts on, on Death on the Nile? Like I, I emphasize that I like this more than Murder on the Orient Express. You guys you guys think are seemingly prefer Murder uh, Orient Express. Is there any I, I don't
1: know if I prefer it necessarily, but I think that there's just uh, I think I, I, I enjoy prefer pure, pure in uh murder um versus uh nile
0: that's fair there was one dickens reference in this movie so i didn't was even... there okay because he puts yeah, he, he slams a book on a table at one point he slams a dickens book on a table i was like oh, okay there's a dickens. okay yeah but not, you know, not verbally though yeah he's not
1: outwardly saying like oh dickens i
0: can't believe <laughs> that you went to lagos and i went to egypt i don't, I don't know
1: <laughs> <laughs> right I, I will also say that there's a lot of saturation in this uh picture um so it is again it's very befitting of
2: of um the palette of what he's going for so you know reds I are mean, redder blues are bluer i mean my main thing is like i enjoyed them both i i think i maybe preferred murder um but who knows like i i i enjoyed them both and the bigger thing is that i guess i would ask you guys is i think there are 33 uh perot uh book novels yeah, and true. then he is also in a bunch of short stories so there is plenty of material yeah you want to keep this going sure. yeah. uh would you guys want to see a third
1: I, I would I'd be fine with a third, just to see, like, hey, yeah, round it out with a, with a trilogy, and then, you know, maybe you can go do whatever you might need to go to, but also PBS has a great, you know, Puro, uh, uh library as well, but yeah, I'd be fine if he made a third one.
0: I, I like him doing this well enough, as far mm-hmm. as, like, I don't need to, like, revisit these over and over, but I, you know, if... If the opportunity arises where he can bring back this character and get, like, another ensemble cast, like, cool. Like, I'm down with that. I like seeing this kind of thing, these adult thrillers with, you know, big stars playing in some kind of mystery that mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know already. Like, that's that's fun to me. So I know that's, you know, a possibility. And there's also, like, there's other Agatha Christie characters that can occupy the same universe. So, you know, you can get the whole... <laughs> Get the whole uh
2: that's a great point about the the universe though get the christy verse yeah, yeah <laughs> verse i would i would go further and i would say that i feel like we might just be i mean we'll have to see obviously but i wouldn't be i wouldn't mind if, the, if we're really just ramping up here that it's not just three i i almost feel like if these movies do relatively well, they don't have to do like super, super well because of their budgets, but if they do relatively well, I almost think that Branagh might have found his like Mission Impossible here where if you think about Mission Impossible's first three movies, um, they're of somewhat varying quality. I think Cruise is always very good, but it's really when you get to the back end, you know, you get to like Ghost Protocol, mm-hmm. Rogue Nation, and Fallout, and those be- those are just bangers, you know, like mm-hmm. those are terrific. And I guess to me, I almost feel like I would not even mind if the third movie is good in this same way, and then maybe he and his creative team just think of a way to like bring these stories to to you know bring it to the next level, which is what I think you know a uh, uh, cruise and um, oh shoot, who's the incredible director? Oh, Brad Bird. Uh, Brad Bird. Yeah, Brad Bird, and then McQuarrie brought. So actually, I would I would not mind if this is the long haul if we're like. Branna's career is basically gonna. He's gonna spend twenty years like making these kind of movies. I, I would be on board, assuming, assuming they get an even better and stuff. Sure, sure. You know, Th- so. that's actually
1: very interesting because that that kind of leads into what Aaron was mentioning about like an adult themed murder mystery type movie. That'd be great. I'd, I'd be down for that because you know how many uh, action movies slash like uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe movies can we watch? It'd be, it'd be. It's nice to kind of get a break from those and watch something else. Uh, so. Again, if he makes a third one and it expands, I'd be curious to see what it looks like because they're all well crafted. Uh it's kind of just more a matter of like taste, I guess, when you get to like the individual books or the individual stories that he's trying to tell.
0: I do think the opportunity to bring other directors in would be interesting. Like mm-hmm. if you can keep, you know, Brana's Perot and like just have other filmmakers put their own mark on these kinds of things. Yeah, so, McGee. Yeah, you can get yeah, get McGee. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Get, get Grab McGee and um,
1: Paul Paul W.S. Anderson, <laughs> Paul
0: Anderson uh, Sean Levy, um, you know, all the greats, uh, DJ Caruso, um, just really knocking home Peter Seagal from Tommy Boy, um, Dennis Dugan from all the Adam Sandler movies, just, you know, get all the professionals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so any, <laughs> any other thoughts? Try to like, as I rack my brain for like mediocre directors. Know, yeah, you're, just, you're just like looking for all these like very average directors.
1: There's a lot of them.
0: <laughs> uh, well, it sounds like we all at least enjoy Death on the Nile or at least enjoy this, the opportunity to have this poor old character back in another murder mystery. And we'd want to see more of it. Um, it's currently playing in theaters and an IMAX and enough theaters to fill the Nile. Uh, <laughs> Peter. <laughs> When did people see Death on the Nile?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, I I think that uh, if, if you're at all into these kind of movies, the, the kind of classic whodunits, uh, and and you feel safe, you know, at whatever city you're in and everything, I definitely think that I got to see this at a screening, and I, I really enjoyed seeing it on the big screen. So if you are predisposed to this, and you feel safe, yeah, absolutely. Like, I would, I definitely think it's worth seeing, you know, at least in a matinee or whatever. Mm-hmm.
1: Abe. I would say that this is a, an HBO, like a premium uh, premium cable, premium VOD type rental. I'm not too far
0: off, though. I'd still say dollar theater, just because I do think the 70 millimeter kind of scope that he goes for is put to good use here. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I like the movie. Like, I do think it's just solid murder mystery fun. Um, so, yeah. Um, Death of the Isle in theaters. Nice. All right. Well, we've done that. Let's, uh, let's move on now. Hey,
1: what up? <laughs> Are you getting the telephone ready? What time is it here? Time for a couple of games. The movies. Little known fact, that's actually the tune that plays when Perot gets an inspirational thought. That's exactly what happens. Yeah. yeah. That was, of course, the improv theme for games. Abe, what do you got for us this week? I've got a game for you guys this week. It's called Line. This is where I'm going to read you guys lines from a movie in the most mundane, un, like, unenthusiastic line reading ever. so
0: just your general version of acting.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, And if you guys know the movie, please buzz in with your name and tell me the name of the movie. A theme may emerge. Okay. Here we go. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me that in a fit of jealousy, you wrote your wife a love letter? Aaron. Aaron. Who framed Roger Rabbit? That is correct. Wow. Good job, sir.
2: Wow. Yeah, I did did not even know what that was. The clues
1: are going to get obviously more... um,
2: that was the easy one?
1: No. Yeah, that was the easy one? Yo, the wow, easiest what? would have been, yes, a tune. We were investigating a robbery at the First National Bank of Toontown. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who frame Roger Everett's correct? Next one here. No more of these informal chats. If you have a disciplinary issue with me, write me up or suspend me. I'll see you at the parent conference.
2: <laughs> Man, I don't know. No. Wow. Oh. Um.
1: <laughs> Aaron might be Aaron. Getting down to a theme. Aaron. Aaron brick that is correct wow is correct. yeah there's a couple more but you got it right <laughs> uh the next one here i i love the ones from brick because i had to choose ones where basically it told you that they were in a school the next one what is the the clue is there was going to be a vice principal and the spill in the streets uh, of the address and the biggest dope pour in the in the burg, and then the last clue was uh Oh, so there's multiples. Like, if I didn't there, get, yes, yeah, yeah. If I didn't get this, like, you,
0: you'd have a backup clue to help us. Oh, there's,
1: I would keep reading it. There's okay. three of them. And okay. they progressively get easier in terms of. Got it. Uh, okay. So I'm just play. doing great, is what you're telling you've me. Been, yeah, you've been doing fantastic. <laughs> you've been gunning for it. Uh, the next one here. And again, Aaron might be catching on to the theme. Uh, I know it. That prick actually shot the wrong guys. Whoever killed my partner is still out there. I, if I could work a case like a real detective, I could prove it, but I'm not smart enough. I'm just a guy they bring in to scare the other guy shutless.
2: I'm getting shut uh, out here. I, don't I know these at all. <laughs> I know what this is. I'm trying to th- come
1: that's, on. That's, you're I, playing a name. Uh-huh. I'm not smart. Aaron. Aaron. L.A. Confidential. That's Russell that Crowe. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> the easiest line reading would have been Rollo Tomasi. What <laughs> I like, I,
0: I. mean. What I love because that movie is one of my favorites, and it's so. But like, what I like is how introspective Russell Crowe is in that moment where he's like I, I, I'm on the verge of something but like I, fiz- I know that myself is, is just not a smart person <laughs> compared to you Guy Pierce.
1: so like I need, I need something to get me here <laughs> college boy <laughs> um, but good job yeah you're, you're killing this game uh, the next one here remember when you were six you and your brother stuck into an empty building through a basement window you were going to play doctor he showed you his, but when it was your turn, you chickened out and ran.
2: You remember that? Actually, this one, I know. Peter. But I, well, I didn't say Peter because it's not quite clicking, but I, I, I'm saying I know that line. I'm like, yeah, I know that line.
0: I know the line.
2: Um, I'm going to keep going. No, 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 no,
0: no, 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 no. Because I'm going to figure this out.
1: Oh, don't go. Don't go. Okay. I'm holding. Can you read it again? Remember when you were six? You and your brother snuck into Aaron. Empty, Aaron. Blade Runner. Blade Runner is Oh, correct.
2: man. Yeah.
1: Because <laughs> they're inserted memories. That's what it's yes, like. Yes. Yes. He's just like, hey, by the way, by the way, that's not your memory. That was
2: something that, that they programmed. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, I don't think I would have gotten it. I think I was far off from Blade were Runner. Were you thinking of something know. that was close? Maybe. No, you know, you know, I know what it is. It just sounds
0: really familiar because you've seen it a bunch. Yeah, and it's like so, like so much something familiar something there. Yeah. yeah. It's that wow. feeling and stare it
1: down. Maybe we're in the Matrix right now, guys. It, um, was, it was the next quote Hey, it's me, Rick Deckard, the Blade Runner. No, the next <laughs> quote, the the last quote would have been Gaff, you had me there and let her live. Uh, four years, you figured he was wrong. Tyrell had told me Rachel was the oh, then, Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Where it was like really just giving you guys the answer. Uh, the next one here uh, You're no messiah. You're a movie of the week. You're a fucking t shirt at best. Peter. Peter. Yeah, seven. Yes, Peter. Finally, on the board, baby! Got one on the board, yes. <laughs>
2: finally. Yeah.
1: Uh, the next one here. Actually, the last one of this game. Five foot ten, strongly built, about 180 pounds. Hair blonde, eyes pale blue. He'd be about 35 now. He said he lived in Philadelphia, but he may have lied. That's all I can remember, Mum. But if I think of anything, I will let you know. I know this one, too. If you know the theme, you probably know it, Peter. Aaron. Aaron. Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs is correct. Aaron, do you know the theme? With detectives? Detective movies. Well, yeah, well that's yeah, what yeah, I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, detective yeah. movies. It's, it's pretty when, he spe-
2: it's when uh, he's speaking to the... Is she the, the mayor? The, the senator. The, the senator. Senator, senator. senator. That's suit. what it is. Yeah. By the way, senator. We're yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Love, love, love the suit. Dress. <laughs> love the
0: suit. Yeah,
1: exactly. Very creepy. Uh well, are they not? Because it's really bad. By the way, what is that? Well, the next game that we've got here.
2: Wait, you didn't use nice guys? I totally was like, he's gonna use nice <laughs> guys. Waiting for I... nice
1: guys. Yeah. Wait, what?
2: No, no, I did not use nice guys. No, well, I totally thought you would have used that. Okay, well, wow. <laughs> uh,
1: the next game here is called Top Four. This is where I'm gonna name you guys a cast member from Death on the Nile, and IMDb has their top four movies listed. Oh, okay. And we play this game differently than Doug Benson in that I will let you name all four i won't tell you what's right or wrong you have to just name four and then from there somebody could steal your points and or you could just get all four of them correct so we've got uh, five folks here first one is kenneth brana and aaron since you won the last game you get to go first so aaron what do you think kenneth brana's top four are on according to imdb
0: kenneth brana's top three movies top three top four movies yeah, there you go on imdb have to be <laughs> Kenny Kenny B's Kenny B. Um, Jesus. Um, God, would it be one of those? I'll get. I'm gonna throw um Henry Henry on there. Henry the okay uh, Henry the what is it the fourth okay. <laughs> fifth fifth Yeah, if that makes <laughs> more sense. Um, God, Brana th- be th- Thor. Okay. <laughs> um. Probably not Frankenstein. Murder on the Orient Express. Okay. And uh, I don't know. Hamlet. Okay.
1: You got three correct. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Which ones? Henry V, Hamlet, and Murder on the Orient Express. Okay. On on the Orient Express. All right. You got three there. Peter, for the steal for the last point, do you know what Kenneth Branagh's last top four is? And you'd lose (laughs) no points
2: if you get it wrong. i mean if it's not it's not thor i mean then i mean i want to say cinderella except that i'm starting to think it basically has to be something that he's in and that's why thor is not there what else has he been in that would be a big kenneth branna
1: i like where your head's at
2: i mean i don't think it would be celebrity it's like no it's not that big like gonna need an answer uh shoot i'm just gonna go i can't think of anything bigger though than when you already said and i don't think belfast i'm like that's kind of brand new so you never um, know okay then i'll go with belfast it is not belfast oh he tricked me so it is it's much do
0: <laughs> about nothing so it's all the shakespeare movies it's a lot of oh shakespeare yeah movies.
1: okay so uh, aaron you got three points there peter you have zero points the next one here peter you gotta go
2: first Russell Brand, top four. Uh what is it? Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Arthur. <laughs> Arthur. <laughs> uh well, he's not. I mean, I mean, sad to say, the guy's not in that many movies. Like, um, what else is he in? You got two more was, suggestions. Was he in the Muppet movie? Is that like, one of your official guesses? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh that's one of my official guesses. What else is Russell Brand in? Why can't? oh well i wait and then the other one would be the because then there's forgetting sarah marshall Damn. and then there's the one that's about him but uh, what is it called like he has to go somewhere <laughs> oh get me to the greek close enough close get enough. To the greek. i'll accept it
1: <laughs> so go ahead peter you got three correct hey <laughs> okay. arthur forgetting sarah marshall and get him to the greek which i'm allowing
0: Aaron. Arthur, Arthur was on the list. Arthur was on the list. Oh yeah,
2: Arthur was a. I mean, there was a hit.
0: Like that, I mean, that makes <laughs> yeah, sense. Well, he's not in the Muppets movie, right? So that's he's that's, not. Ah, in the he's not in. Okay, Aaron, what do you think his last one is? Okay, so we have forgetting Sarah Marshall, yep. Arthur, and get mm-hmm. him to the Greek. Mm-hmm. What's the fourth? Okay, would it be this movie? What, the, else what, else, what else? What else is he in? <laughs> What's Russell Brand doing? Where is he popping up? Um, Rock of Ages. <laughs>
1: That is correct. That's it. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you got one point there. So. nice. <laughs> oh, oh. Good. oh, my Good God. Good one.
0: Like, is there any other? I, I'm sure there is, but like, what else is there? I'm like, what is this? That ever... was his
1: top four. You guys did it. You guys nailed it. What does he have a significant part in? I'm trying to think of what, like, I don't know. I his we... name is Lonnie in that movie. But uh the next, we move to the next actor. Uh, Aaron, you get to go first. This is Sophie Okonedo. Okay, four for Sophie. Um, that probably is all the movies
0: he's in, too. At like, well, least like a voiceover thing. Um, she's uh, uh, Hotel Rwanda. Okay. Oscar nomination. Um,
1: <sighs> Be hilarious if that wasn't on there. Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. <laughs> okay. Um...
0: It's probably some significant one that I'm not thinking of, but I like, I know, like, the I'll say the visitor is so I can think of that, okay? Or is she in the bit? No, I think she is. Um, it's another one, one more. God, there's some drama that I'm not thinking of. Um, so it, you know. <laughs> huge TV listing as well, by the way. Yeah, and that's what. Fucks me up on these kinds of things. There's some <laughs> show that she's probably on that I just don't think about. Yeah. Um, Any guess? Well, you know what? She's not in the visitor. Isn't that Deny Guerrera? <laughs> I mind. can't help you. Okay. I'm taking that back then. I'm taking that okay, back. Okay. I will allow this. And, I, and I'm going to, like, uh, how about The Secret Life of Bees? How about that? Okay. And then, God, what TV show is it? I don't know. I'll just, she's in, like, Christopher
1: Robin, right? Let's say Christopher Robin. Okay. You got three correct. God, okay. Colt <laughs> yeah. Show Rwanda, uh-huh. The Secret Life of Bees, and Ace Ventura When Nature Calls. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Peter,
2: do you know the last one for Sophie? She in the good fight? Is that your official answer? Uh, For some reason, I'm like, because when I wrote the review for this, you know, I look on their pages, and I'm like, because you only because you said television show i was like wait was good fight one of was like one of these people in the good fight i'll go yeah sure good fight that is incorrect
1: it is eon flux oh my god oh well i was totally (laughs) off (laughs) zero points there but peter the good news is you got to go next in this uh in the next uh actor So just just to be clear yeah arthur arthur makes the cut Neon <laughs> Flux makes the cut also.
2: Yes, correct, <laughs> yes.
1: So we're really balancing things out here. Uh Peter, you get to go next with Gal Gadot.
2: Uh, well, I mean, you gotta narrow this down. Yeah, I mean, I will, like I will one,
1: say for stakes purposes, Peter, you have three points. Aaron has seven points.
2: I mean, Wonder Wonder Woman. Uh, okay. Which Fast and Furious does she? Uh, it's not does she die in six is six the one Wait. i'm gonna
1: answer this for you it is six oh. okay so
2: <laughs> fast so fast six wonder woman i mean honestly it might be wonder woman 84 and then red notice i mean like so those are your four that you're naming like well, i trying to think what else like is there a well,
1: what wonder woman movies are there well, I mean, there's only two Wonder Woman he gave both 84 them. and Wonder Woman.
2: Okay, right? I don't think you understood um, my question, but fine. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I can't think, like, what else is she in besides those Okay, that, that would make, I'm sure there's a ton of little things I'm forgetting, but as far as big, I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all her big stuff. I, I'll go with that, those okay. four. You got three correct. Wonder Woman 84, Wonder Woman, and
1: Red Notice. Oh, God. <laughs> so Aaron, for the additional point, what do you think is the last one on her top four? Justice League. That is incorrect. It is Death on the Nile. Oh god. What? <laughs> how, how is Death you're, on the you're, Nile you're, already like her... wow. the current ones do make it on? <laughs>
0: That's crazy. It's I a like weird it. thing because like I would I, I think I could have guessed Zack Snyder's Justice League, I thought, because it's like a mix of either they can control it, which they can if they want to, right. they can control what they want, or it goes on of like What's that score called that that starts with a k um uh connives out.
1: <laughs> There's cinema that, score
0: no like starts with a k that like, it's like it takes like all your like social media presence and it's kind of like gives you like a number
1: sure oh well, I, I, don't know. I don't know what you're talking about it, but starts, yes. with,
0: like, a, it starts with a k like, like i think it's it's similar to that with imdb uh-huh. where it's like it just takes like all the things that people are talking about and like around and turns that into like which things make the appearance on imdb it's like a, <laughs> it combines like all the
1: different like meters especially. and then it just like puts it on there yeah, yeah. but if you get mdb pro i'm sure that you could change it yourself uh just for table stakes this is the last actor Aaron, you have seven points peter you have six points the last actor is annette benning and Aaron, you got to go first in this round
0: um american beauty what's the other one she was nominated for that she lost to hillary swing to again um, <laughs> that, that one <laughs> um, um, let's see Annette Benny okay uh that uh, I don't know the Grifters um what else is he in that's like, be, he, like there's plenty of stuff mm-hmm. um God movies like I know well um oh uh Captain Marvel. ah okay
1: and then um i don't know bugsy okay you got two correct all right which still allows you to win because you'd have nine and peter can only get eight Mm -hmm. but you got american beauty and the grifters
0: no captain marvel didn't make the cut not too popular did not get
1: the cut billion dollars means nothing (laughs) (laughs) peter for the last two of Annette Benning, what do you think are in her top four? Uh,
2: Valmont. What? That's like one of her first early big roles is Valmont. Like it's That's basically like another DB on her top three four. I mean, but it, because, but that kind of actress, I'm like, like the maybe. The was like her breakout. That's and, and also I'm Captain getting. Marvel didn't make it, so it's not <laughs> fair necessarily. Fair the fair yeah, fine. so I
0: hope it's Valmont. I hope you get it.
2: <laughs> um, What's the other wait. one she was
1: nominated for? That's the
0: that's wait, dude, wait, wait, wait. Did
2: Bugsy not make it? It did. Bugsy make it. is not on the. Huh. I mean, there's a fair to remember. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh shoot. I think I know what it is, but I don't remember the name. It's the one that she got not Yeah, the nomination. <laughs> the uh, the yeah, the Yeah, the other one. Yeah, what is it called? <laughs> that she uh, that she lost to for the same person, which is funny to me. <laughs> I keep wanting to say like your friends or it's some kind of really like casual kind of uh the people you know or what what is it Ah, uh, shoot yes, it's, an answer, yes. it's the two mom the two moms uh movie um parallel mothers <laughs> yes i'm sorry i do not remember the name but if, if it ends up being that i'll be like oh darn it so i guess mine would be valmont mm-hmm. and a fair to remember an affair okay oh actually i think it's uh-huh. called the affair i think okay. when warm Beatty, i think it's just the affair but anyways good okay love, love affair
1: you got love zero affair. correct
2: yeah. no you know what? it's either of those
1: it's neither of them <laughs> no. Belmont, nor the affair or the love affair it is 20th century women 20th century oh! women that makes yes sense. and okay. the one you couldn't think of the kids are all right that's, oh, what, it is. that's what it is okay <laughs> that's the one that she got nominated for with the two moms uh so you got zero points there. Aaron, you won that game and the other game. So you won this week's uh, uh two games. That, great. Being yeah. Julia. That's the other one she lost
0: to. Oh right. To Hillary, for, yeah. For, uh, cause, cause Hillary, yeah, because <coughs> American Beauty, Hillary Swank beat her for um gir- um uh, what's it? Um uh,
1: Boy Boy. Uh, <laughs> no, what what is the movie called? <laughs> yeah, I know. Now it's like bugging me. Uh girls so- boys don't cry. Boys don't thank you. Boys don't cry. And then
0: being Julia, that was million dollar baby year. So it's like and Ben. <laughs> it keeps getting nominated. And then Hillary Swank comes in and swoops it out from under her, which is really funny. but that but that was fun, but it was funny. Twenty ten. That's when Amelia comes out, the Amelia Earhart movie. Mm-hmm. And that's when yeah, the kid, the um, the kids are all right. Um, comes out and I'm thinking, oh, here we go again. And then <laughs> Amelia was terrible, and so she didn't get nominated. So I was like, oh, cleared the cleared the way. She, she still
1: didn't win anything. <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: It just felt like it was going to be a three-peat, <laughs> but you know, of just
1: like being dominated you know, by
0: Hillary Swank a big-budget biopic about Amelia Earhart. That's probably an Oscar nomination. It didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was top four and line. Thank, thank you for the games.
2: Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, good games.
1: I look forward to more dry line readings from you. That's funny. Oh, yeah, I the dry wait. line
2: reading is that's a really cool one. I like that.
1: I that one's one of my favorites, and as well as uh, who tweeted this, <laughs> of course. <laughs> All right. Well that's going to bring us to some out out feedback. Feedback,
0: feedback, feedback. This is where I go to the various questions and answers on this Facebook page. Facebook.com slash podcast. We asked a number of questions to the listeners and they gave us some answers. Peter, feel free to join in when you want to. Hey, why'd you
1: start this one off? First question is who is your favorite cinematic detective? Uh, Adam from Gentry Friend of the Show has Rick Deckard. The Blade Runner. Yeah. Keith <laughs> has uh, Easy Rollins. Uh, Todd Libanel has Eddie Vallant, who framed Roger Rabbit, Benoit Blanc connives out. Elliot Gould as Philip Marlowe in The Long Goodbye. Chris Cleveland has, uh it's got to be Axel Foley. That's a great detective. Do, 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 do. Um, Any uh, favorite <laughs> cinematic detectives?
0: I mean, he, he knocked them all out of all, all these honestly. Like, Easy Rollins is a go-to answer for me. Philip, I mean, I guess the other Philip Marlowe um, from that Bogart played would be uh, right there as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Brandon from um, Brick yeah brendan sorry brendan yeah with an e yeah yeah cinematic detective peter
2: i can't think of any other ones that i really because yeah I feel, I feel like all those choices i was like yeah those are all pretty good bad man <laughs> i was actually trying to think is right. there is there a um who's a great like woman detective and i was like well, i can't think of any but i'm sure there are miss
0: marble yeah. is not too much of a cinematic thing yet but um, i
1: mean uh what's her face um the kid detective What? Well that yeah, that's Adam Brody, but what about I'm No no no. no, no. She she's a girl kid detective. Harriet
0: the spy? Yes, thank you. Oh
1: (laughs) (laughs) not not the movie titled The Kid Detective, (laughs) which you picked up on. Great. (laughs) Well, she's a spy. (laughs) She's also detecting things. okay, I'm sure. Uh the answer that I have is the Great Mouse Detective. There you go.
2: Basil? (laughs) Baker Street? wait a minute actually aaron i'm actually kind of surprised you did not say the world's greatest detective coming up march 4th right batman i said
1: batman,
0: I, said yell- batman. I yelled at oh him i didn't listen. hear you sorry I I mean, like, uh, we, were, we were all talking yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> by the way i looked it up this is why uh we started a little slow best actress that year natalie portman won beat out annette benning oh, oh that's
0: the black swan yeah, jennifer
1: yeah. lawrence and michelle williams the strong yeah. category Alright, next
0: question. What are some great films largely set on board a ship? Chris writes Das Boot, Captain <laughs> Phillips, and Ghost Ship for that one scene at Ooh. the beginning. And then he's like, oh yeah, there's another hour and 45 minutes. That's not good. Um, Todd leaving out front of the show writes, The Poseidon Adventure, Jaws, for the second half, anyway, Titanic, Lifeboat, and Past Commentary, Deep Rising. <laughs> great movies set largely on board a
1: ship. Mm-hmm. Some like it hot. There you go. Uh, this seems to come up every other week, but Crimson Tide, which is more of a submarine, not a ship, but what are you going to do? It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's in water. It's in but, the open ocean. Yeah. Yeah. P- Anything for you, Peter? Wait, is, wait, wait, wait.
2: Someone like hots on a sh- ship? I thought they are on a train. God, I haven't seen that in forever.
0: They're on a ship at some point.
2: <laughs> oh at some point okay little so little you're little. not saying it has to be the majority I of mean the
0: ideally it is I just wanted to point out something like it yeah. oh
2: okay
1: <laughs> uh, if that's the case then I want to point out the rail attendant bombs when he sends a, a relay so. telegram
2: uh, anything for you Peter oh, yeah uh triangle, oh, triangle. that's cool that's a good movie yeah yeah good movie yeah and we good news up of a- earlier yeah.
1: he's doing pull-ups on a ship so there's a lot of boat stuff going on in Tenet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh there you go triangle. Uh, The next question is, what are some great Egypt-based movies? Padley, my friend of the show, has Raiders of the Lost Ark, The Mummy, The Spy Who Loved Me, Luke Thompson, friend of the show, has Transformers 2.
0: Revenge of the Fallen.
1: There you go, colon, Revenge of the Fallen. Is there a colon? Yeah, yes, there's a colon. (laughs) And Chris has uh, the original Death in the Nile and Spy Who Loved Me. I mean,
0: I'm not going to... Is
1: Chris a friend of the show as well?
0: He's a friend of the show as far as he
1: comments every week. There you go. So Chris, friend of the show as well.
0: Uh, Spy Who Loved Me, I mean, is one of my favorite Bond movies and just great, so I'm happy to see that represented multiple times here. Mm-hmm. Are they in Egypt in the Raider? I guess they are. <laughs> to think I mean, which, they're, they're which at the, uh, they're the well
1: of the souls, and I don't know where that is, but you know. I guess it's Egypt. <laughs> yeah, Somewhere in that region, maybe. Uh, Egypt-based movies? Um, hmm. uh, X-Men Apocalypse. There you go it's a movie I
0: think the question was great movies based on
1: anything
2: uh, for you peter egypt-based movies the 10 commandments wow i can't think of any i'm I, i'm surprised i'm kind of like i can't believe i can't think of an easy example well if anything comes to you feel for to shout it out randomly
1: yeah. fake teeth the rami malik story wait well that's in egypt oh he's egyptian
2: oh. <laughs> <laughs> wait did we say the mummy
0: uh, yes. it was mentioned, but you can bring it out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Don't um <laughs> don't they blow up the pyramids in Team America at some point? Yeah, I I think that they might, yeah. <laughs> okay. There you go, Team America. Um let's see. He jumps to the pyramid of jumper, right? So <laughs> welcome to the war. Welcome to the war. I just wanted <laughs> you to say it. <laughs> that was the <laughs> only reason I brought up the jumper. <laughs> uh, All right. Next question. Uh, What are some films set in the 1920s 30s that you enjoy based on all the production design and costume? Uh, Chris writes
1: Gosford Park, Hugo, and The Sting. That's a a great set of movies, (laughs) 1920s 30s with production and costume design. Hmm.
0: So, less movies like made in that time, more movies that are, yeah, about that time,
1: time. right? Hmm.
0: I just um, yeah, go I, ahead. I just watched *Miller's Crossing* again last night because it came out on Criterion. And it that's looks a good, movie. wonderful, but yeah, that's a yeah. great movie and it looks very really nice.
1: Yeah, I will add in uh, *Midnight in Paris*. There you go. There you go. I can't think of any. It's okay. Feel free to shut it out if you if you uh, do though. Uh, and the last question, or second to last question, I to say, is what are some great mystery films where everyone is a suspect? Todd Lieberman, friend of the show, has "Scream." Ruben Acevedo has uh, "Clue and Murder by Death." Also, <laughs> friend of the show, by the way. Uh, Barry writes, "And then there were none." Chris has "Knives Out," <laughs> and Tyler Smith has "Godswood Park," "Murder on the Orient Express," and "The Thin Man." Matthew has "Identity." It's a good call. Hashtag Horshon gets second like chances. <laughs> Actual line said by a, a child. <laughs>
0: <way>. <laughs> like, these are the lines that stick with you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not John C. McGinley's lines. Only that kid. <laughs> Does he have lines? Just like worried dad though. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's just like help my wife. <laughs>
2: um,
0: uh, movies where everyone is a suspect. Mm-hmm. Scream, Scream two. is a good call out. <laughs> Scream two. <laughs> Scream two.
1: Oh wow.
2: Hmm. Yes. Scream three,
1: scream four, yeah, like, scream. From scream. 2022. Like uh I
2: mean clue, right? Yeah, clue's a great one. Um I still don't know who did it. <laughs> There's three oh, well, depends on depends on the ending. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Is wait, is uh maybe it's not that isn't there like a Michael Keaton. Christopher reeve who done it like death trap or something i mean, I mean keaton is
0: i'd that say a... i mean i'd say michael I'm... kane sorry michael oh, kane oh. with reeve or keaton
2: it's michael kane and christopher reeve
0: got it okay i I'm, I'm sure there is one but i feel like i don't know it for a reason
2: <laughs> i feel like i remember the the vhs box is it's a rubik's cube like oh. it, like it's a rubik's cube and it's like their faces so that's why i'm like i'm pretty sure it's a murder mystery like type of thing but i don't remember the movie. Hmm. But Clue would be the big. When I think of like, it could be anybody. I'm like, well, that's Clue. Like that, mm-hmm. I feel like pop culture wise, everyone has seen that. It doesn't mean that it's really I I don't really think it's a great movie, but I mean, yeah. it's a pretty big one. That's a big one.
1: That's that's a yeah. good answer. It's a great answer. Um, uh, I'm gonna add in
2: uh, John Carpenter the thing.
1: Oh, oh yeah, I that's guess a, that's clever. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's clever. Yeah, like I mean, it's not really. Yeah, it's a different kind of. It's who's the monster? Yeah, you know? I mean, it could have been yeah. the dog. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It most surely was the dog at one point. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, <laughs> wonderful effects. Uh, unless that dog are... has just
0: some really interesting tricks that he could yeah.
1: do. <laughs> yeah. If you are prepared for '90s practical effect, '80s practical effects, you're in for a treat oh yeah, awesome. uh, let's
0: see um the uh the inspector gadget
1: uh movie live action the, the ones with uh, matthew, matthew, broderick?
2: matthew first, broderick at
0: first yeah
1: what was the uh, second not, one who's the second one french yeah.
0: stewart but not not, be- stewart. not because there's a lot of like mysteries
1: involving in the uh, like who did it it's just more like who, who was responsible for this that's <laughs> <laughs> do you remember those posters all around la yeah just matthew broderick with like his gun out with his with is his hand i was gonna say it's like i don't get a gun yeah it's like his hand because this is it. He's Inspector Gadget. i forget who plays penny in that one but and harriet the spy of course what? <laughs> it
0: all connects what
1: all right well if, if we're in connives out right now you just see a donut hole I, I yeah i would have been like whoa i didn't realize that you know
2: the donut i hole mean would we donut hole. i just thought would we think of i guess it's not everyone's a suspect but the first mission impossible that's a good one like because who the killer is is a surprise but i don't know if everyone's a suspect well there's.
0: i mean well tom cruise is on edge because you can't trust anybody throughout that movie so that's true that's that's, that's a
1: welcome aspect of it there's two teams why are there two teams yeah (laughs) so everyone is a suspect peter you're right all right what what's the what's the guy's name who? Kittridge Phelps? Is it Jim? Jim, Jim Phelps? Phelps? Yeah. No, 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 no. But Ethan Kittredge. Hunt. No, no, no. no but Kittridge. Kittridge? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Kittridge is the bad guy. While yes. they two teams. Well, is no, he's he... not. He's
0: not the bad guy. He's just. He's, he's actually like,
1: just misinformed.
0: He's yeah. He's just like out of the loop and like <laughs> trying to clean things up his own way, but it's yeah. wrong. So Tom Cruise <laughs> has to take things into his
2: own hands. Oh wait, 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 wait! Is Kittridge? Is Kittridge the famous scene with the uh, with the Tom Cruise jumping the, out with the, 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 the with fish tank? Where he outruns water? Yes. Phelps is
0: Phelps is the, the classic character from the series that turns correct turn, that turns right. bad in this movie for reasons that don't really make sense, but it was entertaining <laughs> right. think about it. Ethan, <laughs> yes, yeah, like it, it's such a weird way to reboot a series. Like, guess what? We're gonna reboot Mission Impossible. We're gonna have Jim Phelps involved jim phelps famous spy who's helped america time and time again it turns out he's gonna be a real dick bag in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and know who was not into that that's right the actor that played jim <laughs> and he's like nope i'm out of this what's his name peter graves he's like i do not want to be involved in this whatsoever no thank you
1: jokes <laughs> on you peter
0: and now it's a huge franchise that yeah exactly
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> go get the knock list <laughs> exactly
0: okay uh la- still another question last question what are some mystery slash detective novel adaptations you'd like to see uh we didn't get any answers for this one any any mystery stories that you'd want to see adapted? they've already
1: made this movie i guess but i love this book because i read it when i was in sixth grade um it's the Westing game and i haven't seen the movie but i would i would love to see a, a modern uh, adaptation of this movie or of the of this book
0: What's the uh, what's the, is there a basic premise of that one? I don't I don't know the best thing.
1: Essentially, is that uh, people are invited to go move into a newly built condo unit, um, and they're all there for a specific reason. And whoever figures out who killed uh, the heir apparent uh, will inherit all the money. And things ensue. Okay, why do people? Why are people invited to the to live in this apartment building? Uh, motives, etc., etc., etc. Maybe like one person who is incorrectly placed there. So
0: it looks like this was a TV. It was like a movie, but yeah, it wasn't like a huge thing. Although on IMDb, because it's rated PG, but on the Parents Guide part, <laughs> another <laughs> I,
1: favorite game of mine.
0: I, I feel like I feel like someone um like went in and yeah, someone like edited this to be funny because it's because it's PG, but like on the Parents Guide, it said uh, sex and nudity none. But the rest of them, violence and gore, severe. Profanity, severe. Alcohol, <laughs> severe. Frightening, intense, severe. And Who this, knows? I'll just read one of them on the violence. It says, Turtle violently attacks tenants. and There's an explosion at Angela's bachelorette party.
1: <laughs> <laughs> these things all happen. Yes, Turtle is the the younger daughter. She's like 14 in the book. <laughs>
0: okay. It's because it's a PG movie and it has all these severe <laughs> things next to it. Somebody's <laughs> having a good time.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I had to go check out this movie now. This made-for-TV movie.
0: More reasons why you can't always trust INDB. <laughs> <laughs> Top four. <laughs> All right. Uh, that was that enough feedback.
1: Feedback, feedback, feedback.
0: And that is going to bring us to the end of this week's episode. You can um, find more of my work at my personal bodycodesy.com. Everything I do uh, ends up over there. I'm also writing for Lead of Entertainment for movie reviews. Wise of Blue for Criterion and blu reviews. And Variety occasionally for some stuff. And I'm on Twitter at Aaron's
1: PS4. Abe? You can find more fun stuff over my Instagram, Abe.Mua, and Twitter.com slash
2: WalrusMoose hashtag you lie to my face
0: <laughs> peter paris we're gonna move
2: on more of you uh i write for YSubblue.com and my socials is pajamo p-a-j-a-m-o great you can find all the other episodes about now with name on itunes
1: audioboom spotify and stitcher soundcloud Podomatic, and h-h-w-l-o-d feel free to email us at outnowpockets at gmail.com facebook.com slash outnowpodcast or twitter.com and, of course, our Instagram page, instagram.com slash outnow
0: underscore podcast as well. Peter Paris, thank you very much for joining us today.
1: Thank you, Peter.
2: Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, thanks. Glad to have you, as always. Uh, Valiant effort in the games. Games are fun. Uh, well, I always, I always like doing more movie-focused things than football, sports-focused <laughs> things on <laughs> Super Bowl Sundays. So, <laughs> I
1: mean, you got the sports right. Exactly.
2: Well,
0: yeah, that is going to do it. <laughs> uh, for this next show. Next week we're talking Uncharted. So get your controllers ready.
1: But until next week, so long and goodbye.
2: The Chicago Bears went him. to the Super Bowl in 1985. We got
0: to silence that cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, I,
2: well, it's uh, it, actually, ironically, it's Yancey Burns. He's been texting Yancy. like a bunch.
0: That makes it worse. <laughs> I
2: don't know yes, how to... Well, <laughs> yeah, is there a way to... I'm yes, there kidding. is. the a
0: phone. All phones can be silenced. No, no, it's not.
2: No, no, it's not the phone. It's the text on the on the Mac. Oh,
1: silence, yeah. Silence you, uh, the tab. Up you in the, silence uh, the tab. A message... I mean, I guess you could do that, too. But up in the top right, there's the three little bars. You can click on notifications. And uh, I think you should be able to silence it there.
0: Of course. Actually, he hasn't texted me. I'm going to type anyway. the answer. Stop <laughs> messaging Peter.
2: It's true. It's Ten-
0: interrupting. Send <laughs> Ten- one
2: message. <laughs> Got it. It's off. There you go. You don't have to bother me, Nancy. I
0: already did. I already Are did.
1: <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs>
0: because we some of the trail over death on the
1: Nile. Welcome aboard the Karnak. We have a chef and enough champagne to fill the Nile. Oh. Uh, Mr. Clusa, or not, Mr. not Cluso. Mr. Clouseau. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Poirot. What is his name? Poirot. Poirot. Oh, Inspector Poirot. I, I suspect that, you know, uh, somebody's here to kill me. And... Oh, I I suspect that you did not invite me just for the cake and champagne.